0: Hello and welcome to episode 65 of the Big Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Mio-Logne. On this episode, I'll be having a conversation with my guest, Amber Hamlet, a friend and fellow cybersecurity professional. Amber shared how an, an internship experience while she was an undergrad led to her first job in cybersecurity after she graduated. We also talked about her experiences as a cybersecurity analyst, the hard and soft skills that have served her well throughout her career so far, how she motivates herself and her teammates, the importance of networking within the cybersecurity industry, her favorite TV shows, books, and podcasts, her advice for anyone trying to get into cybersecurity, and her favorite quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. For details on how to get in touch with Amber, please see the links to her LinkedIn and Twitter profiles in the show notes. Here is my conversation with Amber Hamlet. Hi, Amber. Thanks for joining us on this episode. It's, it's nice to have you here. So to, to start with, could you briefly describe the path that got you to where you are today in terms of school, certifications and so on?
1: Sure. First, thanks all for having me here Um, and happy to share. I actually went to USF here in Tampa um, and graduated with my bachelor's in computer science in the spring of 2018. Um, I currently don't have any certifications um, in this field, but I have attempted the OSCP um, once and obviously did not get that certification. Um, But yeah, I do think certs um, are a good other um, way to kind of break into the field as well. Um, And I am studying for other certs, Um, Um, But yeah, I just have my bachelor's degree in the field at the moment.
0: So um, that would lead to the next question. Um, Why do you love the cybersecurity field and how long have you worked in this field?
1: Yeah, I love um, this space just because it's always changing um, and it allows so much creativity throughout the job, um, whether that's you know experimenting with different tools, developing potentially your own tools, um, or maybe finding different bypasses a new exploit, something like that. So just the always evolving and room for creativity throughout the field is really exciting in my opinion. Um, and I've been working in this field consistently since um, about early 2017. I had a great opportunity opportunity. opportunity that came from my first internship in college, where they invited me back to work part time um, when I finished my college degree. So that's kind of what helped me um, find what interested me the most um, and really helped uh, find my passion in the field.
0: Nice. You mentioned you had an internship opportunity back in 2017. Um, Could you share where that was?
1: Yeah, um, I got to intern at LGS Innovations, um, which is now known as Khaki, Um, but yeah, they're a government contractor and I got to do a lot of uh, really cool um, hardware hacking, um, some reverse engineering, really low-level stuff, and just kind of get to see a whole bunch of different things. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of just hit the ground running there and never looked back.
0: Nice, nice. I always like to hear um, opportunities such as the, um, yours, where um, you had some some internship opportunity, and then you gained a lot of experience, and then they kind of invited you back into a position. That's always nice to hear. So um, that's going to lead to the next question I have here. So, was there a particular moment that you that made you interested in pursuing this career path?
1: Um, Yeah, it was mostly that internship again. um, And that's just when I really got that hands-on experience and knowing that you could essentially be paid to be a hacker or break things and just research and do some really awesome stuff with computers. Um, So yeah, during that time is really where I kind of pivoted. I knew I loved the field, but I knew that's where I wanted to pivot into the cybersecurity or security and privacy space. Um, And then I also participated in some of the White Hatters Computer Security Club meetings at USF. um, And they hosted a lot of computer security focused talks and participated in CTFs throughout the year. Um, So as I continue to learn both from hands on stuff on the job, and as I finished school, I knew I just wanted to be in the cybersecurity realm
0: nice that's um an interesting path that's going to lead to my next question what do you think prepared you the most for success to get your current position so maybe that would require um all the all the things that prepared you from one role to the next up until where you are right now
1: yeah sure definitely all the uh, previous experience you know carries on um, to each role. So every step along the way has definitely helped me get to where I am today. Um, But definitely networking with other people um, and talking to other people in the field, you know, getting your name out there, talking to other people, finding what is it they do. Maybe you can help their team out or there's a whole different role out there that you didn't know of before. So a lot of stuff can just come from networking and talking with people. So um, while there's a lot that you can Um, help with a a strong foundation and schooling certificates and stuff like that, Um, mostly just talking with people, I think has helped me the most um, through my career.
0: Nice. Um, And I think your answer to this um, last question is going to kind of show us some insights into this next question about hard and soft skills. Um, You mentioned how networking is a big thing for you, talking to people, finding out what they need in their team. So I guess that answers part of this next question. What hard and soft skills did you develop early on in your career that have served you well up to this point.
1: Yeah. So definitely college has helped, you know, get the drive in and the motivation and the the work ethic and stuff like that. um, That's important for this field. Um, But a lot of the soft skills um, that I've learned from working, you know, for a government military kind of style background job, and then pivoting to consulting. And I'm now a pen tester. I've done um, consulting work for a couple of different companies now. Um, And so a lot of those skills both technical and just the networking aspect i think we always just have something to learn from other people um so i just think just from talking to people whether it's a technical conversation or not there's always something to take away from that so if you go in with that mindset um i think you just always you'll always be learning
0: nice um i, I agree with you um a lot of progress in any career not just cybersecurity, security comes from having this mindset of putting in your your best and then positioning yourself in the best possible light so that when opportunity comes, then you kind of grab it by the horns, um, as they say. So um, the next question I have here is: which one has been more valuable in your career? Is it your education or your experience?
1: So that one's a a tough one. Um, I think they're both uh, almost equally important. Um, But there is something that can be said, you know, that... You can't get everything from just a pure technical background that there is, you know, on-the-job experience that does go a long way. Um, So there's a lot of different things that could potentially occur or come up on the job, which may not get even talked about in school, right? So there's just a whole world of unknowns basically on the job. Um, So I think you will excel and learn a lot quicker. um, And the opportunities for growth are kind of everywhere on the job, whereas school is a little bit more structured. Um, but I do think they're both valuable because I didn't necessarily know where I wanted to go until I was in college. So that kind of strong schooling background really helped drive me into the industry. And then that's kind of where I found my footing before I graduated. So I was lucky that, um, I was able to find that before, um, I had my degree.
0: Right. I agree. And it's important to have a balance of both because education drives experience, which in turn drives education. So it's kind of like two sides of the same coin. So next exactly. question I have here is, um, how do you motivate yourself and your team?
1: Um, So I personally get motivated just from sharing knowledge and learning from other people. Um, I just think that that's very important to continue to grow and not kind of gatekeep in this industry. Um, obviously there are some things you have NDAs, there are things you have to responsibly disclose, right. Or keep a secret. But as far as knowledge sharing goes and helping other people like level up, um, cause people did that for me, um, all throughout my career. And I'm so grateful for them to just, you know, take a second, explain things to me multiple times, explain like I'm five. Right. And all of those types of things, like motivates me because it shows that my team can come to me or ask me a question but also I can go to them and do the same thing start brainstorming and again you're always learning because I might have been pigeonholed that day or get a different aspect of how I could have potentially solved something so to me just the always talking to somebody or just offering insight and just you know Having two brains is better than one, essentially. So that's basically how I motivate myself is personal drive and research and then also just brainstorming with other people.
0: Right. And I think in the cybersecurity field, a lot of motivation actually comes from that engagement with, with others, um, both within your team, outside of your team, people on, um, your extended network, LinkedIn, Signal, Telegram, whatever groups you belong to. Um, and just even if it's not necessarily someone you know, I've learned that, um, for example, on Twitter, I, I, log in see whatever they're talking about and i see something i resonate with i engage in that thread and before you know it i'm learning one or two things and at the end of the day i'll be like oh i actually learned something today from a random set of people i don't know on twitter so that's always interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- the next question i have here is what does a typical work day look like for you from sunrise to sunset or whatever the time hours you work um in a typical day Yeah.
1: um, So for the most part, I'm lucky. The job is pretty flexible um, in pen testing. So as long as there's not any kind of restriction on hours, I can um, fluctuate when I start the day. But for the most part, rule number one is always start with coffee. So, um, always have coffee. to start my day. And then from there, um, just starting scrolling through various apps for news and just, you know, finding that motivation, maybe some new exploits that came out, some new news or something that, um, I didn't see from yesterday for, you know, 10 to 30 minutes, depending on how the morning's going. And then I start with lovely emails and kind of figure out planning my day. Um, Mm -hmm. but for the type of work, um, that I do each day, that can honestly vary each week. Um, So I do pen testing um, and that entails of doing a bunch of different security assessments, um, including I focus on um, internal networks um, as connecting to somebody's network from the inside of a company, like sitting at a desk in an office, and then um, external pen testing, which is um, testing infrastructure from the outside or like an attacker from the internet, and then also wireless testing. So um, depending on that, uh, I do the duties for um, each of those roles. And then um, I occasionally I'm on Zoom with other coworkers, just chatting about our work or um, getting assistance or brainstorming um, for my current gig as well.
0: Nice. Um, I think a lot of cybersecurity roles have something similar along those lines. Um, you start by ingesting copious amounts of coffee and then um, <laughs> kind of delve into researches and articles, whatever pops up um, overnight. Because as, as we all know, when we're sleeping here in the U.S., some people are deep in the middle of their workday and um, over in Australia, China or wherever, so it's chances that there's something popping up on some parts of the world when other people are kind of like off work. And it's always important to catch up with that. And there's always the, the meetings like I always I used to call them um, the meetings that don't necessarily have to be meetings, but then we have them anyway. So that's that's always fun. Um, <laughs> so what do you like to do outside of work?
1: Um. Yeah, I like to attend a lot of sporting events. We have some great teams here in Tampa, like the Lightning and Bucks and Rays. Yep, so yep. <laughs> lots of teams here um, to go watch. And so that's a lot of fun. And then hanging out with friends, um, both just, you know, casual barbecues on the weekends. Um, but we have an awesome um, cybersecurity club here called the Neon Temple down in Ebor. So um, I'm there a lot as well. And then um, just reading as
0: Nice. Um, a, lot of, a lot of cybersecurity folks, I've noticed, have s- hobbies along the same um, lines. Hanging out with friends is a very big part of cybersecurity folks. Um, just reading, um, for me, podcasting on some days. Um, so many different things, you know, that we all like to do. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you give someone in- who is interested in pursuing a career in the cybersecurity field?
1: Um, yeah, I would honestly just say network and talk with other people in the industry. I know for some that is a challenge in of itself. Um, but here in Tampa, we have an awesome community and this field is welcoming. Um, so I would just say, you know, talk with other people um, and continue down whatever path that is that interests you. Um, so just find those people with those like-minded interests. There's so many people. This, this world seems big, but the InfoSec world is very, very small. Right. So, um, yeah, there's lots of awesome people to just be learning from, um, whether that's in person, virtually, whatever method of communication works for you. But I would say just being connected in this field um, would really go a long way.
0: Nice. Um, I agree with you as well. Um, one thing I always like to advise people is networking is usually underrated. And it's mostly because a lot of people are shy. They don't know how to approach it. And they feel that there would be a burden when they just approach someone for help in terms of what to look for, what not to look for, but you never know until you start, right? For sure, um, yeah. Yeah, The, the next question I have is, where do you see the industry going in the future?
1: Um, Well, I hope to see the industry continue to grow and people start taking cybersecurity a little bit more seriously than you know, we value your data and privacy, but there will be a breach next week and it, it is yep. what it is. <laughs> um, so I do think though, as we kind of get more, I don't know, um, teeth, I guess, in this industry um, is the best analogy for that. Um, we, we'll start to see some good things in this field. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see what that next wave looks like and it's interested to see where it goes.
0: Um, That would lead to my my next question. Um, What books are you currently reading, podcasts you're subscribed to, or TV shows you're currently watching?
1: Yeah, um, so I'll start with the last one. Um, I'm currently watching the show Entourage on HBO, which is a really great comedy show. That's kind of my unwind um, TV. Um, but the podcast that I love, um, I'm always listening to the Darknet Diaries episodes. They're just so addicting. Um, he's really, really good at yep, breaking yep. down a lot of these relevant stories um, and just really interesting stuff, along with the um, Privacy, Security, and OSINT show by Michael Bizzell. Um, There's always just new tech techniques and something to learn from him. And I've learned so much about, um, privacy and security just from listening to that podcast. Um, and then some books I'm reading. Um, I actually have uh, verbal judo, which is to help me communicate better with people and just work on, um, some personal skills and then also the, um, hands-on hacking book, which is a a book that talks about pen testing techniques and purple teaming. Um, so some of that isn't new material, but I do like, um, the way that they're presenting it and discussing, you know, how a, a pen test is delivered kind of from start to finish, how purple teams, um, should be delivered and how good communication can really change the outcome of penetration testing.
0: So um, are there any quotes that motivate or inspire you?
1: Um, Yeah, there's been one quote that's kind of um, stuck with me since high school, and it's an Emerson quote, and I'll just read it here. It says, finish each day and be done with it you have done what you could some blunders and absurdities have crept in forget them as soon as you can tomorrow is a new day you shall begin it serenely and with too high a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense um and i just like that quote um just to say you know just take each day with you know it's done so start each day with you know higher spirits and don't kind of um let the past get the best of you i guess
0: Yes, that, that's a very powerful quote um, I kind of resonate with that as well because there's that tendency to kind of ruminate and figure out what did I do wrong or what did I do well during the course of the day but then there's nothing you can do at that point so very mm-hmm. powerful so um, last last but not the least I, um, how can people get in touch with you
1: Uh, So the best way to get in touch with me is probably on Twitter. Um, It's just the easiest and I'm on it every day for the most part, just checking the latest InfoSec news, um, but also just over email as well. So I have the same at my Twitter handle at SecureThings um, at ProtonMail.com as well.
0: Nice. Um, Thank you. Thanks once again. So um, is there any other thing you would like to share with us that I didn't get to cover um, in this short interview?
1: Um, no, just uh, definitely come out. And we have lots of things going on in the Tampa community. So if you're in this area, definitely come check out the Neon Temple. Um, you can talk to me in person or email Twitter. i happy to help you technically or maybe break into the field, answer any questions that I can at least assist with. So happy to help.
0: Um, thanks, thanks, Amber. Um, that was a very insightful, um, short interview. Um, I hope to be able to invite you next time and then uh, hope, you, hope you'll be able to join us as well next time.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, Ben.
0: Thank you. So that's all I have for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. The production, editing, fact-checking, audio engineering, and graphic design were done by yours truly, Bidemielogine. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, events and incidents and the lessons we can all learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you download, follow or subscribe to the Big Picture podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please email bidme at thebidpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at bidpicture, as well as on the Clubhouse app at Bid. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.